goodness, I have missed y'all so much. I have been preaching all over the place. I'm about to stop missing Sundays. I told my little assistant that I would stop taking so many Sundays. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like when God turns the light on in your life, you just feel like you got to do it. You know, there's people getting set free all over the world, man, because of what God's brought me through. And, but man, I miss y'all. It's a season for me to come home. Amen. I'm coming home and taking care of my babies. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm going from Mark 10, 46 through 52. My sermon title is not limited by my limitation. Not limited by my limitation. I'm going to stop looking at what I see in the natural and I'm going to begin to look at it in the spiritual because the Bible says that, that uh, in Romans 8, 28, that all, he's working all things together for your good. That means where you're at right now is serving a purpose. But you got to stop focusing on the mountains in front of you and telling the mountains, telling God how big your mountains are. And you need to get your spiritual stamina back up again and start taking it back and realizing that, my, that God, you're working all things together for my good. You need to realize that he said, delight yourself in me and I'll give you the desires of your heart. He said, trust and obey. Trust me. Keep knocking and the door will be open. So I don't know what you're staring at tonight, but you can look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, this ain't the way it's ending. This ain't the way it's ending. This ain't nothing. Some of y'all need to stop walking around with all the pressure and begin to do. He can't touch this. This is just a season, honey. Not limited. All this preaching is helping me get better. <laughs> Practice what? Mark 10, 46 through 52. You know, the one thing that I discovered is, is that in seasons of promotion, you're always going to have a wrestle. You're always going to have a wrestle with things that you don't understand. You're going to have some things hit your life that you don't understand it. And instead of allowing yourself to fall and cave under the pressure, you need to begin to welcome it because with every new promotion comes some devils. Okay. Every new promotion, you're going to be fought in your mind. You're going to be fought in your heart. You're going to be fought in your finances. And guess what? You giving up ain't going to help nothing either. It's still going to happen. You might as well press yourself through. When we look at the success of life and lives of others, we may sometimes cry out in envy. That's not fair. Why doesn't that happen to me? Why can't I have it like that? Any of you ever been there where you look at other people's lives and say, why can't I have it like that? Why, God, are you helping everybody else and I'm over here dying? Why do they get all the breaks? If we are not careful, we can become so consumed with envy and jealousy of others, we will miss out on what it is we are capable of having or doing ourselves. Life is always going to be unfair. If you look at what's in front of you, you will stay stuck in that place. Let me read my scripture real quick because the scripture goes right along with what, I'm, with what I'm preaching. It says, and then they reached, this is... This is Mark 10, 46 through 52. Then they reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named Barnabas, son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. When Barnabas heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, 
have mercy on me. Be quiet. Many of the people yelled at him, just be quiet. But, the, but he only shouted louder. See, that's what's happening in your storms right now. Your storms are telling you to be quiet. Don't put your praise on because the enemy knows that if you open your mouth and begin to prophesy to your situation and begin to look in your mirror and encourage yourself in the Lord, all of a sudden things are going to begin to melt just like wax in his presence. That is a fact, Jack. He just got louder. That's what I do. You let some, hey, I'm going to tell you something. You let some stuff start stirring in my spirit. You, you let people start coming at us. You let people start messing with us. I all of a sudden get my stamina. I don't know what happens. Really, when you're supposed to cave, I just get my strength back. I get my strength back and I get louder and I get more vicious and I tell the devil, bring it on you, punk. You can't touch me. You can't touch my people. You can't touch my family. You can't touch my finances. You can't touch my mind. You better learn to open your mouth. That's why in the storms, y'all, is when you, you ever been at that place where stuff is just knocking the crap out of you and you're feeling like I can't even open my mouth. I'm laying there just saying, God, can you just hear my mind? No, there's power in opening your mouth and taking back everything the devil stole. And I don't even tell him when he starts messing with me, I want you to give me back everything the devil stole in Joel 2.25. No, I begin to prophesy. I don't just want back what you're taking from me. I want restitution. I want seven times greater. You better bring it on. It says, and he got louder. I need to be saving my voice and I can't. I just can't. I just get too passionate. People said, be quiet. Many of the people yelled at him, but he only shouted louder. Son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on. He's calling you. Barnabas threw aside his coat, jumped up and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked. My rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, go for your faith has healed you. Instantly, the man could see. See what the enemy's doing is he's touching some of your faith. All you see is that natural that big old mountain in front of you, but you ain't looking about what's about to come because my Bible says that your ladder shall be greater. My Bible said you might've walked through some things, but that just qualified you baby for the next season. The mere decision you make to become a Christian means you are choosing an unfair lifestyle. You can't get even anymore. You can't have a clap back anymore. You can't have it all. You can't expect others to love you simply because you do good. You can't give and expect in return. You can't expect to never have problems because God has promised all who desire to live godly in Christ shall suffer persecution. The higher you go, the more haters you're going to get. You will receive some spiritual gifts from God and not others. 
Even in the body of Christ, life is not fair. But you know what God says? God says that you're going to go through persecution. You're going to go through trials and tribulations. You're going to have some people talking about you. You're going to have a, your husband or wife walk out on you. Sometimes life just happens and it hurts. You're going to face depression. You're going to face situations in your life. But God said, I am your comfort and your friend. I am right there with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. And you can bet and believe on my word that he says in the end, it always turns out all right. And if it's not all right in your life, then it ain't the end. God has something special and unique for you because of who you are. Me too. I believe it. We are all different with various strengths and talents. We are all so different because of the limitations which we each possess. None of us are limited in the same exact way. The issue before us is, is will we learn from our limitations or use them as an excuse to not reach the potential God has placed within us? See, our flesh tells us we can't. That's why the enemy sends counterfeits in your life. Because he knows, the enemy knows that we all want to be loved, celebrated, and, val and valued. And affirmed. And so what he does is he sends these counterfeits in your life. See, there's people that come in your life and they're coming to your life for a season. Some of them come for lessons. Some of them come, but see what happens is when we get so used to having our circle the way it is, we won't jump into another season because we're afraid of what we're going to lose over here instead of realizing that sometimes we keep ourselves stuck right where we are because of limitations that are not even really there. You don't have no limitations because you are a king's kid. You can do all things through Christ. You know what all means? All, everything. Anything that you are faced with, you can overcome it. You are not under it. You are over it. Our temptation is facing limitations. Our temptation is facing limitations. It's, and it's played a lot of times through the comparison game. Nothing destroys. I always know when I'm preaching because I'm spitting up here. I got my computer looking like I got dentures in my face. I get so excited, I can't even help it. I just start spewing. If I hit you with my spit, I'm sorry. Our temptation and face and limitations is to play the comparison game. Nothing destroys our contentment and peace quicker than comparing ourselves to others. When Jesus told Peter, when you get old, somebody else is going to lead you by the hand and make you go where you do not want to go. Instead of Peter asking, Lord, how will, I, how will I be able to adjust to this situation? He said, now Jesus, tell me about John. Is he going to have it rough too? It was as though Peter was saying, I don't mind limitations on me just as long as it also happens to him. We will go through life. That's why we look at, and we're always looking and hoping somebody else is doing worse than us. It just makes us feel better. You know what I'm talking about? Sometimes you're like, well, if I'm going through hell, at least they're going through hell too, and I'm not the only one going through hell. And so we compare our life instead of, man, not me. I want everybody in this world to be doing better than me. You hear me? I think there's room for all of us in this world. Don't you try to be like me, and I ain't going to try to be like you. Jesus. 
Jesus said to him, your job is not to worry about John. That's some of his problem. You too busy looking at somebody else's grass instead of watering your own. Limitations, setbacks. Yo, I could have totally, in 2006 when I lost everything, I lost everything, everything, even my name, my credit, everything. I could have and I wanted to lay down and stay down. And I remember so clearly talking to God and God telling me, just like Barnabas, when he, he said, your faith has made you whole. I heard God tell me, I will not do it for you. You are here. You got your tail here. You created these storms. And now you done lost everything. But here's what I'm going to do for you. If you begin to allow yourself and you begin to go from the inside out and get your character, because your character stinketh. And your character cannot keep up with where I'm taking you. You will fall and it will take you out. And I heard God say, I'm about to turn the lights on in your life. And you're either going to get up and you're going to carry the mantle that I've called you to. Or you're going to fall under it. And I do not have to give you an opportunity for another do-over. You better be ready when God shifts that light on. Because you ain't staying here. I look and realize that God does it better. I remember in that season, I wanted to give up, man. And God kept saying, I told you, your faith has got to do it. Even when you can't see me, you got to trust that I'm working behind the scenes on your behalf. I'm working on your children. I'm working on your finances. I'm working on your name. I'm working on your credit. But see, what happens is we get stuck in this wilderness. That doggone wilderness. That wilderness. I remember the wilderness. Does anybody here ever remember the wilderness? That wilderness, that place where you feel blind like Barnabas. That's the season that God's doing the most in your life. Don't waste the wilderness. You are not staying in the wilderness. You are not staying on food stamps. You are not staying in depression. You are not staying. I remember that wilderness. Y'all ever go in a nasty creek and it feels like all that mucky, slippery green stuff and it just feels nasty, don't it? That's what my wilderness experience was. Everything was slimy. Everything was, it was uncomfortable. And I didn't want to be in that wilderness season. But I heard God say, I am hiding you for such a time as this. And I need you, Kim, to not get stuck in the wilderness. I need you to begin to get your shout on. Get your praise on. I need you to learn how to praise me. Even in the darkness. People talking about me, lying on me. And God told me, you can't even vindicate yourself. I'm going to need you to keep your mouth shut and let me vindicate you. Anybody that puts their mouth on you, I will put my hands on them. You better pay attention. You better pay attention. 
in this season because what's happening here at Church of the Harvest Fayetteville, it's happening fast. You can come to church here every week and still stay in the wilderness. It's up to you to walk in here and lay hands on yourself before you walk in this house and begin to say, Father, don't let any distraction keep me from getting the word of God because I'm telling you, you're going from the pit to the palace just like that. God ain't playing in this season. God ain't playing in this season, baby. God ain't playing. He ain't playing. He's putting his anointing on people. He's he's just walking by and he's, oh, what? You better not be distracted. One little old distraction can set your tail back. You can miss the flow and the anointing from distractions. God is not a God of chaos and confusion. God is not a God of chaos. And some of you are living in some cute confusion situations. You better learn to shake yourself off. Shake it off. Shake it off. You ain't pitiful. You're powerful. Your mind is what's lying to you. Your mind, because you can't renew your mind because you ain't in the word. You come to church and you shout and you go home and you get caught up in gossip and lying. Watching nasty stuff on TV, horror movies, wondering why you're scared of the dark. You better watch what you put in your spirit because it does come out because what's in your heart comes out of your mouth and what comes out of your mouth what's in your mind comes out of your mouth and what you've got in there coming out is why some of your life looks the way it looks because your mouth has power life and death I don't have nothing good to talk about Kim you better start faking it you better start opening that Bible you better go Google you some praise scriptures you better say, give me some prophetic, pro- go, go Google. Google is a woman and got all the answers. Go Google. Give me some de- declarations. Give me some declarations that I can speak to myself in this dark season. And every day of your life, every day of your life, every day of your life, your neighbors can hear you. They're like the crazy woman next door. There was this lady one time, she didn't have no food. She didn't have no food. She was a little old, little old lady. She was on fixed income. She didn't have no food. And every day she would pray, Father, I thank you. Today is the day that you're going to bring me some food. You're going to bring me some food. It's just going to show up at my doorstep. I prophesy today. She did it every day. Her neighbor was an atheist. And he got sick and tired of her praying. So he went and bought her groceries. She said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for my blessing. Thank you for my groceries. He screamed at her. God didn't do it. I did it. She said, thank you, God. You even used the devil to give it to me. Bring it on. Bring it on. about to use your enemies, baby. 
sold my book. All of a sudden, all these people were buying my books. Remember when I said all those people were talking about me? And God said, you can't defend, you cannot even take, you cannot defend yourself. You live so nobody believes it. I remember me and my little mama, we were filling the pre, uh, the pre-sales orders. And I was like, oh my God, it's all the people that talked about me buying my book. Mama goes, baby, they buying your book to see if they in it, but they're funding your ministry. Let them talk about you. Let them lie on you. It's free publicity. That was good, wasn't it? Limitations, setbacks, and problems are a real fact in life. In 2 Corinthians, in 2 Corinthians, part of 2 Corinthians is written, it says, we are handicapped on all sides, but we are never frustrated. We are puzzled, but never in despair. We are persecuted, but we never have to stand in it alone. We may be knocked down, but we are never knocked out. (laughs) I'm helping myself. When we finally realize our limitations, it's a freedom in this room, ain't it, huh? When we finally realize our limitations and handicaps, we then possess the ability for a real breakthrough. We as Christians are called to live in the real world, not some fantasy of God simply coming down and wiping away every problem and every tear. Sometimes we impose limits on our ability to deal with our problems because we tried something a long time ago and it didn't work. You ain't even the same person no more. It wasn't the timing then, but it is now. We have been limited in our ability to find a solution in God ever since that failure way back then. We all know an elephant can pick up a ton with his trunk. An elephant is one of the most powerful animals there is. Yet, if you go to a circus, you will see a massive elephant tied to a little stake in the ground. And he will stay there. He has a potential to go anywhere he wants to go. But instead, he simply looks around and possibly thinks about how it would be different if the rope wasn't tied down. You see, the elephant's problem is mental, not physical limitation. When he was young, he was tied to a stake that was deep in the ground before he got his strength. He pulled and struggled as a youngster and just couldn't get away from it. One day he accepted the fact he wasn't going to get away. From then on, he decided whenever he was tied to the stake, he was stuck. The elephant has allowed the limitations which has been placed upon it to keep it from becoming what it could possibly be. It doesn't cross his mind he is not the same elephant he was years earlier without much strength. Nor does he recognize the stake is not nearly as strong as it once was. Some of us need to wake up to the fact we are not the same person we were back then. God has equipped you. He has equipped me. He has equipped us with additional strength. And, it, and if we get up the nerve... Uh, 
to challenge what's holding us back, we could find a whole new world waiting on us to be in charge. Many times we don't put the limitations on our lives. Many times we don't put the limitation in our lives. Somebody else put them there and we accepted it. You can't do that. You won't do that. You'll never amount to anything your father said. That is a lie. You can't be anything without me. Look at you making it without them. Boom, shaka, laka, laka, boom. You owe me this. You never will graduate. You can't leave me. Before we know it, we allow the pronouns to change just like the elephant. I can't do it. I won't do it. I'm scared of rejection. I'm scared that they won't support me if I write that book. I'm scared that if I go into a field that I'm, not un, uh, that I'm unfamiliar with, then I will fail at it. We're afraid of failure so much that it has caused us to have limits on ourselves when you serve a God that said you can do all things. Amen. He says in Ephesians 3.20, he's going to do exceedingly abundantly more than you could ever ask or think. If you are not living in the exceedingly abundantly, that means you put limitations and you better shake the limitations off. The worst thing that can happen to you when you jump is you fall, but you get back up again. Failure is not final. Unless you stay down. Some of you have been down for long enough. You've been down and out for long enough. There are three times in life when people change because of their limitations. When they hurt enough that they have to. I had to. I lost everything. I had to. People say to me all the time, I cannot believe that you made it. I did not have a choice. When you start realizing that giving up is an option, but it is not your option. When they hurt enough that they have to. When they learn enough that they want to. And they receive enough that they are able to. The Bible says there's a time and a season for everything under the sun. There may have been a time for you to be where you are, but that doesn't mean you stay there forever. Your limitations don't allow, always have to be limitations if you place them in the right seasons of life. When asked about her success and limitations that she faced, Lucille Ball said, knowing what you cannot do may be more important than knowing what you can do. Knowing what you cannot do may keep you from investing a lot of time and energy into something that's not going to go anywhere. It is sometimes better to accept your losses and change your course than it is to continue to pour resources down the drain. There is the limitations of our gifts. We do not all have all the spiritual gifts and talents, nor do we all have the same ones. Ain't that good? Ain't that good that we all have our own lanes? And when you find out what your lane is, you will prosper. You will flourish. 
Some of you have been planted. Some of you have been planted. Some of you have been through seasons in your life where you feel like you were just, 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 I mean, just stomped in the ground. But see, what you don't realize is you were being planted. They didn't realize that you were a seed, that you were a seed, that you were about to come back again. They didn't realize that they were messing with the king's kid, that quitting was an option. They didn't realize that your last ladder is going to be, they didn't realize that you are the head and not the tail, that you are the top and not the bottom, that you might be in prison, you might be in the wilderness, but in the wilderness is where your anointing is coming from. It's qualifying you for the palace. I'm preaching real good and I can't even finish it, but I think we said enough. I think we said enough in here. I think that you know that you got to begin to put some, you got to put some, some weight in it, baby. I said this the other day and now it's come, become one of my favorite quotes I ever said. You ain't stuck. Why? Y'all didn't like it. You ain't stuck. Because you are not a tree. You ain't stuck. Look at your neighbor. You ain't stuck. It is time for you to begin to crawl out of that pit. You ain't going to the middle either. You're going from the pit to the palace. There ain't no in between. Stand up on your feet. You ain't gone in the middle either, baby. You ain't settling for half minimum wage just to settle. No, you're gone. You have been qualified. Tell your neighbor you are qualified. God's already given you the title deed. I already prophesied this year that we ain't renting houses. We are buying houses. You ain't written. That next marriage is going to be your best marriage. You ain't used. People put labels on you. You ain't that label. It was a season. It was something that happened to you. But it ain't who you are. Just because you got divorced don't mean you are a divorcee. That's something that happened to you. Just because you were an addict don't mean you got to be an AAA. I'm an addict and you've been free for 50 years. It was a season. I don't know what you need to talk yourself through right now. But some of you, you're numb. You're tired and you are weary. And my Bible says, do not get weary in well-doing for in due season you shall reap if you faint not you know what faint not means that means stop quitting in the middle of your storm what happens when you start to faint not what happens you start worrying you start fearing and all your faith goes out the window you start looking at what's in front of you instead of what's behind you still what so I need you to right now realize we're about to shout up in here. There was no baby in that carrier. Thank you, Jesus. 
Y'all ready? Y'all ready to shake something off of you? You ready to shake that sluggishness off of you? Those tears are about to dry up. You're going to cry tears of joy instead of tears or sadness. You got to make up your mind though. I'm getting up and I'm walking out of this place of misery. I'm walking out of this place of misery. I'm going to stop waking up every day and being controlled by my emotions and limitations that I put on myself. I am right now about to take it back. I am right now going to believe that God is a God of everything. He's a God of more than enough. He is a God. He is a finisher. He is a starter. He's the El Shaddai. He is a King of Kings. He he is the Lord of Lords. You better open your mouth. I can't hear you. You ain't stuck. You ain't stuck. You ain't stuck. You ain't stuck. Your marriage ain't over. Your children ain't going to hell. Some of y'all need to break off them labels. You've allowed expectation that went wrong to have you stuck. See, expectation is something that we put on ourselves by comparing. And what happens is when the expectation that we thought was going to happen. I thought at 36 years old, I would be married for 18 years, got two kids, have a picket fence and a house paid off. And all of a sudden I found myself at 36 years old, going down a divorce when nobody in my family had ever been divorced, losing everything, having to start all over. The expectation began to grow very, very, very deep roots of bitterness. Took my trust. I couldn't pray. That expectation that some of you stuck on, it didn't happen the way you thought it was going to happen. You ain't where you thought you were going to be in life right now. You didn't have a mama and a daddy like your friends did. So now you're going through life thinking something's wrong with you. You better decide to stop thinking about what the devil has got you stuck on and begin to look at the promises of God, which are yes and amen. You ain't no failure. You ain't no special ed. You ain't, you, 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 you are lovable, you are worthy, you are more than enough. You better take back your peace. You better take it back right now, right now, right now. Y'all, I used to pray elementary prayers. When I went through my divorce, I started praying elementary prayers. Raised in a preacher's home on the church pew my whole life and didn't know how to forgive. I walked around with unforgiveness in my life because we teach you at church, you better forgive. Oh, you know the fruits of the Spirit, but we don't tell you how to get it. When life beats the hell out of you, then all of a sudden, you ain't got no fruits of the Spirit and you don't know how to get them back because life has been hard. Listen to me. Where you're at in your life may not be your fault, but the healing is your responsibility. So you got to see yourself out. I'm not staying here. I'm not going to wake up tomorrow depressed. Some of y'all owning depression. You better get up in the morning and begin to lay hands on yourself first thing in the morning. I am the head and not the tail. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Satan, I cancel every plot, every plan, every scheme. The enemy's devised against me or my family members. And it ain't over until you say it's over. 
It ain't over. It ain't over. It ain't over. You ain't seen your best years yet. It ain't over. You're about to walk in a season that's gonna blow your mind. On the count of three, I need you to open your mouth and let everybody in Fayetteville hear that we got some people that are delivered. We got some people that are free. We got some people that are leaving one wilderness and walking to the palace. One, two, three. Keep yelling. Vibrate hell. Vibrate hell. Shake hell. I love you. I believe in you. You got this. You got this.